the entire world is watching as Jerusalem is filled with violence. What are the narratives that are being presented? And can we tell the truth from propaganda? Well, we will analyze the current Jerusalem conflict and her future on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Hamas is launching rockets towards Jerusalem, and there are riots in the streets. Jerusalem is a a tinderbox, just ready to be set ablaze. What's the cause? And what really, what's the future hold for Jerusalem? Well, the Jerusalem Post reports that there are several elements of the mounting storm that's happening in Jerusalem. Number one, the end of Ramadan. Uh, It's the the month that historically brings uh, with an uptick in violence. And number two, the potential evictions. And this is one of the ones I'll focus on. The potential evictions of four Palestinian families from homes in the capitals of Sheikh Jarrah and Shimon Hatzadik, the neighborhood that was built on land that was actually owned by the, Jew, the Jews. Believe it or not, the entire world is focused on that, an eviction of four families. Number three, of course, Jerusalem Day today and the traditional march through the Damascus Gate to the Western Wall and the desire of some Jews to go up on the Temple Mount on Jerusalem Day. We'll talk about that more in a moment. Number four, May 15th, coming up the day that after the Gregorian date for Israel's Independence Day, marked by the Arabs uh, as Nakba Day or the, the Catastrophe Day. Number five, the um, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas's cancellation of the Palestinian elections and the ensuing interest of Fatah to show that it is still fighting for Palestinians' rights and Hamas's interest in inflaming the situation beyond Jerusalem to both challenge Abbas and Israel. And then finally, the ongoing political crises in Israel and the weakness that it radiates. In other words, they're, they're still trying to form a government. And so this radiates to those who want to challenge Israel, believing that this a transitional government is not going to be able to commit Israel to a widespread military campaign. Just think if you're back here and you're a sponsor of terrorism and you're looking at Israel and she can't, hasn't been able to form a government in, or to have a fully full-blown government in, what, almost two and a half years now. So there are numerous elements that are all coming together in one week in a way that could be particularly combustible. And so on today's program, I'm going to focus on 
the prophetic implications of two of these elements. Now, I haven't said much about the political situation in the government in Israel because they don't even know what's going on. I've talked to our people there in Israel that we have boots on the ground and they still don't know what's going to happen. Now, it looks like Lapid and Bennett may get a transitional government um, put together this week. Will that last? I don't know. Will they go to a fifth election within two and a half years? I don't know. At this point, uh, everything's kind of up in the air. And I hate to just get on here and speculate and speculate and speculate, and then none of it come to pass. So I've kind of left the election alone until I really know what's going on. I'm reading everything I can get my hands on. But again, I know people that are living there in Jerusalem, and they still don't know what's going on yet. So I'm going to shelve that topic for today, and I'm going to focus in on two. The first would be the potential evictions. Now, I want you to really listen at this because this just seems utterly crazy to me. The potential evictions of four Palestinian families from homes in the capitals of Sheikh Jarrah and Shimon Hatzadik, the, the neighborhoods that were built on land that was originally owned by the Jews. And that's one of the big disputes now that the Jews are saying, hey, we want our land back. And, but here's the point. The, the world is outraged against Israel over the possibility of evicting four Palestinian families. Now think about that. And I want you to think about, let's say, let's compare it to maybe the United States. According to the eviction lab at Princeton University, there's just over three and a half million eviction cases that are filed in the United States every year, which results in about one and a half million eviction judgments annually. One and a half million. And you never hear about that on a global stage, right? But the world is focused on the eviction of four families. That's one of the main contentious points in Israel right now. And they're saying that that's part of the reason Hamas is firing rockets at Jerusalem. Four families? Why? That's the question. Well, there's more to this than meets the eye. And what you and I are being told by the liberal media, right? And I want you to know the truth rather than the propaganda. And that's one of the things we'll be talking about. So, according to Israel Hayam, the situation in Sheikh Jarrah is really cut and dry. It's easy to understand on the surface. Buildings in this neighborhood that were purchased by the Jews. Now, you're not going to be told this on CNN, MSNBC, and things like that. They don't, they don't want you They want you hearing the world-governing propaganda. But this is the truth. So these neighborhoods, these buildings in these neighborhoods that were purchased by the Jews 146 years ago were illegally seized in 1948 by Jordan as its forces illegally occupied eastern northern and southern Jerusalem in the course of the, the pan-Arab invasion of the, this nation, um, Jewish state. During the course of the Jordan's illegal occupation of those areas of Jerusalem, the Jordanian registry of enemy 
property illegally leased the Jewish-owned buildings to Arab tenants. Okay? When Israel liberated the Jordanian-occupied areas of Jerusalem in 1967, this would be the 67 Six Days War, when Israel drove Jordan back across the um, Jordan uh, River, to the, across the Jordan Valley to the present borders, the owners of these buildings reasserted their property rights. Now, this is one of the big things that the world is focused on right now. And we'll be talking about that in just a moment. But the real thing is, is what does this mean prophetically? And that's what I'm going to get into as we get off into the latter part of the program. It'd be very interesting. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith. In the hearts of Christians around the world, we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. So when Israel liberated the Jordanian-occupied areas of Jerusalem in 1967, the owners of the buildings, the Jewish original owners, they reasserted their property rights. And their ownership over the properties in Sheikh Jarrah was duly registered in Israel's land registry in 1973. But when the owners tried to retake possession, their refusal instigated a now, think about this, a 48-year legal battle between the Jewish owners and the squatters which is scheduled to finally come to end this week. Now, it was. Now, it's been, it, they now report, I just read before it came on here, that the, it's been postponed now till sometime, I think, June 8th. But it's been 48 years, and there have been countless court decisions. Judges have found time after time 
that the Jewish owners uh, were the legitimate owners and the Arabs were illegal squatters. Uh, So moving on here, the Arab squatters admitted that the, um, let me see here, just a moment. I'm having a technical glitch. Okay, yeah. So the, um, the Arab squatters admitted this was the case in 1982. And yet 39 years later, the children of, of, and grandchildren of the squatters from 1982 still refuse to leave the buildings. And the eyes of the world is on this, folks. Four families. Now, following this last-ditch appeal of the Jerusalem District Court, uh, the ruling that ordered their forced evacuation, the Supreme Court is scheduled to issue a final and unappealable ruling was scheduled for this week. Now it's been postponed. And the current Arab violence in Sheikh Jarrah and surrounding areas of Jerusalem has been incited by Hamas. You're watching it. It's all over the news right now. And it serves a dual purpose. It invents a, a, a rationale for a new Palestinian terror onslaught against Israel. And it pressures Israeli judges, government ministers, and police commanders to weigh the possibility of discriminating against the Jewish owners in hopes of stymieing Hamas's declared plan to renew its terror offensive. So the Supreme Court at the request of Attorney General Avakai Mandelbilt, he decided to postpone, it was decided to now postpone till June 8, the hearing that was scheduled to determine, determine whether the Palestinian families in the, in the Sheikh Jabbah, Jarrah, Shimon Hatzadik neighborhood can be evicted. Now, again, this is all over the news. This is global right now. But remember, in the United States, there's about, I'd say pre-COVID, there's about one and a half million evictions every year. Nobody ever says a word about that, right? But there are four families that are they're talking about evicting them and, and the, the a rightful Jewish owners taking over that property and it's global news. The world is riveted on that. Well, even to the point that Democrat... Senator Elizabeth Warren published this a shocking post on her Twitter account in response to the Arab riots in Jerusalem's Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood, which started really in earnest last Thursday. Elizabeth Warren wrote this, and I'm quoting, the forced removal. Now, you understand when I talked, I told you earlier, how can we, can we determine the truth from the propaganda Do you want to know the history and the truth behind what the Jews really own there and what's rightfully theirs and what the international community says? No, that's the Palestinians. You've got to understand the history of this and what's really the truth and legal because what the international community is saying illegal is simply not the case, folks. So Elizabeth Warren, she's bought into this, of course, and she says... The forced removal of longtime Palestinian residents of Sheikh Jarrah is abhorrent and unacceptable. Remember, prior to uh, 1947-48, the the Jews owned this. It was legally their property. But Elizabeth Warren goes on to say the administration, 
the Biden administration should make it clear to the Israeli government that these evictions are illegal and must stop immediately. Now, I'm looking at this from a biblical, a prophetic perspective. And I'm saying, you know what? This is setting up knowing that the world, the world body, because you say, well, the world body, this is Elizabeth Warren. She's a Democrat in the United States. No, she's, they've all drunk the Kool-Aid of world government. The Biden administration, I've said many times, he's a globalist. He's bought into world government. He's on board with this. He believes that Israel occupying or having, uh, the, um, I, I should, well, yeah, occupying the, um, East Jerusalem and the West Bank is illegal in the eyes of the international community. And we'll get to that and I'll prove that to you in just a moment. But the Jerusalem Post reports, I said the eyes of the world are on this. The Jerusalem Post actually reported that Canada and the, the quartet, the Middle East quartet, they have slammed Jerusalem violence and international, international pressure is growing on Israel. Well, what really has Israel done? They're wanting the legal right. They have the legal rights. These, the Jews have the legal rights to these properties and they're saying, Hey, we want our property back. Ill, Jordan came in and illegally occupied that area and rented these properties that they had seized from the Jews to Arabs. When the Jews in the 67 war, which all this ties together because of Jerusalem Day, Israel drove them back across the Jordan River and to today's boundaries. And the Jews said, hey, we want our property back. And there's been, almost a, there's been about a 48-year legal battle for that. And it was supposed to culminate this week. And now it's been postponed to June the 8th. Now, Elizabeth Warren said, well, such actions are, well, no, I should say, the article from the Jerusalem Post said that such, such actions are a violation. In other words, these Jews wanting their property back, these actions are a violation of international law and impede the achievement of a peaceful settlement. So here we go. Canada the Middle East Quartet, the United Nations, the United States, the European Union, and Russia have condemned yesterday the violence that took place on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem and called on Israel to halt the eviction plans for Palestinian families from the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood as a violence rises in the country's capital. Now, again, in the United States, there's one and a half million evictions per year on average. Nobody says a word about that. But you have Jews that want to evict. They're the rightful owner of this property. They can prove it. They want to evict the Arabs out of that. And you've got the whole world condemning that. It's the international community against Israel. And under the Obama administration, it's the United States. So the EU and the U.S. also issued a statement against the violence and the pending Sheikh Jarrah evictions, as did Jordan, Turkey, Qatar, Egypt, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and individual European countries did as well as South, as, um, South Africa. 
And they've spoken out as well against it. Four families, everybody. But it's really more than that. It's the Jews against the Arabs. And the international community doesn't like it. Totally anti-Semitic. They're the legal owners. They can prove that they're the legal owners of the property. So the Russian foreign ministry condemned the violent acts against all civilians and they urged restraint. And they said this, the expropriation of land and property located on it, as well as the creation of settlements by Israel in the occupied Palestinian territories, including East Jerusalem, have no legal force. Now we're talking, when we say East Jerusalem, we're talking about where the Temple Mount is located, okay? Many of you that if you've been to Israel, you know uh, the situation there that uh, the um, Jews have taken over Jerusalem. They consider all of Jerusalem their undivided eternal capital. Why would they do that? Well, God gave that to them 4,000 years ago through their father, Abraham, through the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's Israel's land. Actually, they only have a very small sliver of what should be rightfully theirs, And it will be theirs again before very long. But the Russian foreign ministry goes on to say that such actions are a violation of international law and impede the achievement of a peaceful settlement based on the creation of a two states within the 67 borders. In other words, going back to pre-67 borders before and giving them back East Jerusalem. I can tell you right now, according to the Bible, that's never going to happen. Israel's never going to give up Jerusalem ever again. This is scriptural. And they say 67 borders, Palestine and Israel coexisting peacefully uh, in peace and security. Well, I can tell you right now, that's never going to work. For a short time, it's going to look like it will, but they're never going to give up Jerusalem. They're never going to settle on that. And that's what the Battle of Armageddon is eventually going to be fought over. So the envoys noted with serious concern, the possible evictions of Palestinian families from the homes that they have lived in for generations in Sheikh Jarrah and so on. I should say illegally lived in. That's not their right to have that. They were living in somebody else's property and the Sawan neighborhoods in East Jerusalem and voice opposition to unilateral actions, which will only escalate the already tense environment. And they actually said, we call upon the Israeli authorities to exercise restraint and to avoid measures that would further escalate the situation during the period of Muslim holy days. Now, the quartet said this, the United Nations, the United States, the European Union and Russia. So not really caring about what the Jews think. They're just saying we don't want to incite more violence by pushing these... Arabs out of their, out of these homes that are really illegally occupied. They're Jewish residents. They can prove legally that they own them. But the international community is anti-Semitic, everybody. You understand. And they said that we call on all sides to uphold and respect the status quo of the holy sites. All leaders have a responsibility to act against extremists, and to speak out against all acts of violence and incitement. Now, this is based over just a very few 
Arab families that the Jews would say, we want our property back. And the eyes of the entire world are riveted on this situation. Uh, You say, well, how's that a violation of international law in the eyes of the international community? Well, Resolution 2334, we've talked about it many times on this program. Resolution 2334, by the members of the United Nations Security Council, has been passed. It passed with 14 votes in favor of and with the United States abstaining. You know, you understand that the United States could have raised their hand and vetoed that, and we wouldn't even be having this conversation about Resolution 2334. But under the Obama administration, in a lame duck session, just prior to President Trump coming into office, the Obama administration allowed this to pass. It was a parting shot to Israel from the Obama administration, and the, all these areas, East Jerusalem and the West Bank, are considered illegally occupied in the eyes of the international community. And the Obama administration allowed that to pass by abstaining. We've got veto power in the UN Security Council. Could have raised our hand and it would have went away. But no, we didn't. And Resolution 2334 is probably one of the resolutions that they will go down to make sure that it is implemented at the Battle of Armageddon. Saying, hey, Israel, you've got to be able to abide by United Nations Security Council Resolution 2334. You're not willing to do that at the end of that seven-year, final seven-year period? Then we're going to come down and enforce that resolution. And of course, probably that and other resolutions, and that's what's going to be the Battle of Armageddon. There will be a peace agreement prior to that. And if I have time, I'll get into that this afternoon. But they're going to, the Antichrist is going to try through peace. That's not going to solve it. That's only going to last seven years. And at the end, he's going to say, I'm done. I'm going to come down. And that's what the final battle on earth is going to be fought over. That's why we say resolution 2334 is one of the seeds to the battle of Armageddon. So you understand the ramifications of everything going on here. There's a lot more than just the propaganda of, hey, Hamas is lobbing rockets over at Jerusalem and because of a neighborhood situation going on here where the rightful owners who were Jews want to evict Arabs. There's a whole lot more going on to all of this because the international community is letting us know exactly where they stand. Resolution 234 is not going away. That never will go away until the Lord comes back, does away with the international community, the world government, and establishes his kingdom here on the earth. This is what we're watching going on in Israel as we speak. There's a lot more than just four Arab families that are looking to be evicted from Jewish-owned properties. There's a whole lot more going on to this. We'll talk more about it and other conflicts when we get back. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. 
When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So, Resolution 2334... The resolution actually states that Israel's establishment of settlements in Palestinian territory occupied since 1967. And like I said, this all ties in together because they're celebrating Jerusalem Day today. The liberation of the Temple Mount and the East Jerusalem and the West Bank in 1967, which has the Arabs all upset as well. So there's a lot of things. There's like a huge tinderbox going on over there. So... They say that the resolution 2334 says that these territories in Israel's establishment of settlements in Palestinian territory occupied since 1967, including East Jerusalem, have no legal validity, constituting a flagrant violation under international law and a major obstacle to the vision of two states living side by side in peace and security within internationally recognized borders. Now you know why the international community and their eyes are riveted on this situation. Because, and there have been, this thing has been strung out for over four, almost five decades now. Because the international community is totally against Israel occupying that land. Even though legally the Jews own a lot of that land. Now, It's clear that the United Nations is obsessed with the demonization of one nation, Israel. This obsession is the greatest act of anti-Semitism in the world today. And it, it illustrates that the Jews are currently one of the two most persecuted bodies of people on the planet. Now, obviously, there are a lot of Christians that are being persecuted as well. But in the I think imagine having the international community against you. This is what the Jews are facing right now. And they the the international community really wants to shoehorn Israel in just this little sliver of nothing. And it simply is never going to work. And imagine being Israel right now. And they're saying, hey, United States, we love you, but you got to back us here. You can't just leave us hanging out to dry. 
And so, you know, it really questions the United States role in the future with Israel. Now, we know scripturally, and I'll, if I have time, I'll get to that here in a little bit. But scripturally, the United States is going to stand with Israel through the Great Tribulation. How is this all going to play out? Well, you say, could that happen during a, a Biden administration? I'm not so sure that that can happen. Because it looks like he is siding against Israel with the international community. I mean, you see the dynamics here. You see the difference in a, a president. Okay, take Republican, Democrat, throw all that out the window. You see the United States role with Israel under a Trump administration. Then look at, look at the United States with Israel under a Biden administration. How would this be possible for us to stand with Israel against the international community under a Biden administration. I, I honestly don't see how that's possible. Because a right now, uh, on this little small issue, four, four families in a neighborhood out in East Jerusalem, the rightful owners are Jews, and the international community is saying that you're, you're not allowed illegally to take control of your property. You shouldn't even be out there. I mean, think about this. And a Joe Biden is okay with this. But yet, some people think that he might stand with Israel. And I mean, I, I don't see how that's possible. I think that, you know, something will have to happen here where we've got a, a, a huge change in America to the point where we'll stand with Israel from the president on down. And stand with her against the world government in the end. And so we'll have to see how all this plays out. I, I, I'm reading everything I can get my hands on. And I simply don't know. I know what the Bible says. I know the prophecies. I don't know in the geopolitical situation over there how all that's going to play out. I do know the prophecies always come to pass. And you can bank on that. But how it will p play out politically, I do not know. And so we'll have to see how all that happens uh, and we'll be talking about that more in the future. But you can see how these are precursors to the Great Tribulation when Israel will be persecuted and the eventual Battle of Armageddon. How all this stuff is playing out politically or uh, prophetically. The current efforts to establish a world government. Think about this. You say, well, why? Why, why all this conflict and everything is going on? It's only a few little... Uh, Arab uh, families, and, and I'm, I'm not saying, yeehaw, let's evict the Arab families. That's not what I'm saying here. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to evict anybody. But in all honesty, they are illegally occupying that. This is Jordan's fault. Jordan is the one that illegally occupied the land and, and leased these property to these Arab folks. The Jews had a right to that. And they drove them out. But now that Israel took that back over, they're saying, hey, we've got a legal right to that property. We want to take it back. So why all this big conflict, the world government against Israel and, you know, well, so the current efforts to establish a world government in the earth today is driven by Satan himself. This is a spiritual battle, everybody. It's not just a physical something you're reading in the news. This is way beyond that. Revelation chapter 13, 2, the Bible says, this is the world governing prophecy. 
Revelation 13, 2. Now the beast, which I saw, was like a leopard. And it had feet like the, the feet of a bear. Mouth is the mouth of a lion. That, and this is a world governing body. The, the leopard, Germany. Bear, Russia. Lion, Great Britain. These are nations that have federalized. The ten horns of the ten horn kingdom. The European Union. It's a, it's a federalization of nations that will rule the world just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Antichrist will eventually usurp authority over this world governing body. Here's the key. The Bible says in Revelation 13, 2, the dragon gave him his seat, power, and his great authority. The dragon. Who is the dragon? Satan. Satan gives the world governing body and the Antichrist his seat, his power, and his great authority. And so you wonder why the international community is so anti-Semitic. Because Satan is the number one anti-Semite that has ever lived. And the Jews were the chosen people in the Old Testament because they believed in absolutely one God. Every other nation on the planet believed in more than one God. So the children of Abraham, they believed in only one God. It separated them from every other nation on the planet. And so they believed in the true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So God blessed them. God knew that they only trusted in him. And when they would backslide, God would exile them. Then they would come back to God. God would bring them home. You've seen it happen with the the 70 years of Babylonian captivity where Daniel and his contemporaries, the three Hebrew children and their contemporaries went into Babylonian captivity because of the backslidden state that Israel got into. God had to exile them. But then he, they, they would repent and God would bring them all back. And so, and they would just, they would follow God at that point. So you see the dynamics going on here is that Satan said, well, and uh, God gave, uh, promised Abraham the promised land and the promised seed that through his lineage, a Messiah would come, an anointed one. And of course, Jesus Christ fulfilled that prophecy. In every way, every messianic prophecy, Jesus Christ fulfilled that, removing all doubt that he was, in fact, the Messiah. But when Satan found out and God said uh, 40, I think it's 40 plus times in the Old Testament, I will put my name in Jerusalem. I will put my name in, in, uh, in on the Temple Mount. And when God said that, Satan said, well, if you want your name there, I'm going to fight you for it every step of the way. And so there have been more wars fought over the city of Jerusalem than any other city on the planet. Forty major wars, everybody. Why? Because Satan has been battling God for that area and that region ever since. So you say, well, he's kind of given up on that. No, he hasn't. Even today in 2021 and in the near future, the next few years that we have left, Satan is going to be battling God for that area. He hates God and he hates the Jews and he hates Christians. And so when if so now look at the picture of a world government that Satan is trying to create his physical world government here on the earth, his physical kingdom in the earth. 
to war against Israel, Christians, and eventually God. This is Satan's kingdom. So, why would, why would you be surprised if the international community is anti-Semitic? Because their father, the one who's driving them, is anti-Semitic. Why are there so many resolutions passed against Israel? Over 50%, I mean for years now, over 50% of the resolutions passed against in all nations on the planet, over 50% of them have been against Israel. Israel, you understand, is only about 45, 50 miles wide by about 250 miles tall. So just a sliver of land. I mean, nothing. We, when we get off at, at the Ben-Gurion airport, we can drive in a bus about 45 minutes and we're in Jerusalem. I mean, just it's almost all the way across. Then you go down the Jordan Valley. I mean, maybe in just a little, maybe an hour and a half and you're all the way across in a bus. So not very big, but the United Nations has passed over 50% of their resolutions against Israel. Why is that? Because the international community is anti-Semitic because their father, Satan, is the anti-Semitic. And so you wonder what's going on in the news today in Israel. The international community is riveted on this and saying, Israel, don't you evict them people. We need to stop the violence. And even though Israel has a legal right to that, So I wanted to come before you today and say, listen, everybody, don't believe all the propaganda that you hear on the nightly news and that you're reading on some of these liberal websites. You've got to know the history. You've got to know the truth. What does the Bible say about these things? What does the Bible say is going to happen and and has happened in the past? All these prophecies concerning Israel and specifically Jerusalem in the past and what's going to happen in the future. Revelation uh, 16 12 through 14, when we talk about the battle of Armageddon and we talk about Satan being behind all of this, Revelation 16, 12 through 14, this is the sixth angel. The Bible says, and the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, his vial. I should, some people say vial or some translations say vial, some say bowl. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates and the water was dried up. I'll stop right here. I want you to hear this verse. Very, very important because we're talking about the battle of Armageddon, but who's behind all of this? What's really the battle of Armageddon about? It's a spiritual battle between God and Satan. And I'll read you this entire verse again, this passage, when we get back from the break, because I want you to hear it and understand who's behind all of this and what's really going on in Jerusalem. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, 
we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. So we're right here in Revelation 16, coming down for the Battle of Armageddon. Everything is culminating. Revelation 16, 12 through 14, the Bible says, Then say, then the sixth angel sounded and poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and, the, and its water was dried up, so that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. What are they prepared for? The, the, the world governing armies are coming down against Israel. Now picture this in your mind. You're little old Israel here, and you got the world governing armies. And the Bible says, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan. Out of the mouth of the beast, the Antichrist, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, his religious partner that is over the world, world religion. You say, well hold, well, hold up. The leader of the world religion is going to have a the voice of the dragon? Absolutely. Bible tells us that back in Revelation 13, speaks like the dragon. So the leader of this world religion is not a very good person. He's going to look like a religious individual, but he's going to be speaking Satan's message. The Bible says why? Because for they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out of the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to battle of the great day of God Almighty. Now, when I talk about, I'm not sensationalizing this, when I talk about Resolution 2334 being a precursor to the Great Tribulation and the eventual Battle of Armageddon, this is total propaganda. It is lies against the nation of Israel just because, because none of them believe the Bible. You understand? If they believed the Bible, they would understand that the promised land is to go from the river in Egypt all the way to the great river, the river Euphrates, way up in uh, Syria, way past Damascus. You understand the, the situation? Well, I wish I had, a, I should have brought up a map today. But you understand how way, the, the river all the way in Egypt, all the way, way up into Syria, almost to Turkey, Israel's supposed to own all of that. God gave that to Abraham through the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to the people of Israel forever. And they only hold a small sliver. Satan hates them. So he only wants them to have, he don't want them to have anything. But the international community gave them, they've got a little small sliver today. And... Then they've actually said, no, you, you know, the part where you have the Temple Mount, they, Satan does not want the Jews having access to the Temple Mount. And so he says, no, through his world governing body, now it's illegal in the eyes of the international community for you to occupy that. And there will come a time when they go down to enforce these types of resolutions. 
So, and then the Bible says that the, the Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophet, that they will be given deceptive messages to get the nations of the world to come down against Israel to battle. And then in verse 16, the Bible says, and they gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. So you can see the deceptive messages sowing the seeds because Satan knows what he's doing. He's sowing the seeds to an eventual battle against Israel. He hates Israel. His world government in the earth today hates Israel. And you understand that there are nations that are doing horrible human rights violations. But yet, uh, look at China. China, 100% communism. Putting people in in, uh, labor camps and torturing people and doing all kinds of stuff. And they're on the UN Security Council. You understand what's going on here. But yet, Israel is demonized at the United Nations. Why is this such a big deal? Because you can see, I talked earlier about just Israel's wanting to evict four families in a neighborhood and the international community is condemning them for that. Folks, we're pointed, we're, we're headed right for a great tribulation and we're headed right for the Battle of Armageddon. That's where all of this is pointed. Resolution 2334, don't ever forget that. That'll be one of the resolutions that are used against Israel once the peace agreement ends. The final seven years, that's going to come to an end and they're going to say, okay, Israel, you have to decide. What are you going to do on Jerusalem? Are you going to give up half of Jerusalem? And they're going to say, no, we're not. It's our eternal capital. And they're going to say, okay, we're done. The Antichrist is going to come down because the Antichrist will demand absolute obedience and a pledge of allegiance to him. It's what the mark of the beast is going to be all about. He's going to say, okay, we're done messing. We're going to come down militarily and we're going to enforce these resolutions and you're going to abide by them. That's going to be the battle of Armageddon, folks. It's going to be engaged in the north in the plain of Megiddo, come down the Jordan Valley and end up right there at the Kidron Valley, right in between the Temple Mount and the Mount of Olives. And we're, Jerusalem is, is the focus on much of the news today. Conflict. Uh, what's going on there? This turmoil between the Jews and the Arabs. And they just keep it stirred up all the time. Um, Zechariah. And this, the Bible says it will be. Zechariah 12, 1 through 3. This is the New Living Translation. Listen at this. This message concerning the fate of Israel came from the Lord. This message is from the Lord who stretched out the heavens, laid the foundations of the earth, and formed the human spirit. He said, I will make Jerusalem, this is in the very end, I will make Jerusalem like a a cup, uh, like an intoxicating drink that makes the nearby nations stagger when they send their armies to besiege Jerusalem and Judah. This will be at the Battle of Armageddon. Uh, Zechariah 12, 13, and 14 All three are devoted to the battle of Armageddon. And the Bible goes on to say, on that day, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock. All the nations will gather against it to try to move it, but they will only hurt themselves. But God said, I'm going to make Jerusalem as like an intoxicating drink to people. They're just mesmerized by this little nation 
and they're going to come against it to battle. But God's going to be there to fight with them in the very end. Zechariah 14, 1 through 4, the Bible says, Behold, the Lord, the day of the Lord cometh, and your spoil will be divided in your midst. For I will gather all nations. He's going to use Satan and his deceptive message to gather all nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, the women ravished. Half of the city shall go forth into captivity. But the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand upon the Mount of Olives. And so that's going to be the battle of Armageddon. And that's going to be, you say, well, uh, the, a lot of people get the, the great tribulation and the wrath of God. The, the seven vials of the wrath of God mixed up. Those are two different things. The great tribulation is Satan's wrath upon the earth. That's Revelation 12. Satan comes down unto you having great wrath. The vials of the wrath of God, the first one is poured out upon those who receive the mark of the beast during the great tribulation. And then the rest of them are poured out upon the armies that have come down against Israel to battle at the battle of Armageddon. The hailstones that are going to be rained down. Those will be rained upon the armies that come against Israel at the battle of Armageddon. That's not going to be globally. It's going to be localized right there at the battle of Armageddon. And so now you can kind of get a sense of, and this, get this, all of this stemmed from this little old lawsuit that's going on over there, almost a 50-year-old lawsuit against some Arabs that illegally moved into Jewish-owned property in these little neighborhoods. And the Jews are coming against them and saying, hey, this we have legal right to this. We want our property. And they were supposed to make a decision this week, and it brought up tons of violence. Now, that was one of the things, the element of violence. And I spent way too much time on that, but you've got to understand the propaganda and all of the, the, um, the, the anti-Semitism. The, the, the international community is the number one anti-Semite against Israel in the world today. You understand? It's horrible what they're doing. And so we don't want the United States involved in that. I don't want, the God, I don't want God judging us for that. So we need to get out of that situation, but... Also, man, I've only got a few minutes left. I got to get going. The, one of the other things I wanted to talk on uh, was I wish I had two hours today. I had got so much information. But the, the further violence that has expected on um, Sunday night was as the Israelis, they were expecting it uh, last night, this morning, as the Israel's, Israel, Israelis celebrated the Jerusalem Day. At, that marks the... Um, the day the, the IDF captured the eastern part of the city of Jerusalem from Jordan during the Six-Day War. And it is a great fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Um, 1967, Zechariah 14.2 and Revelation 11.2. The, the prophecies foretell that the Jews will have a presence on the Temple Mount in the end time. And after the Six-Day War in 1967, Israel liberated the old city, of, uh, the old city and East Jerusalem from Jordanian occupation, they drove them back across the Jordan Valley and it left them in possession of the Temple Mount. An absolute fulfillment 
a Bible prophecy. And then also in 1967, Israel captured Judea. Uh, Zechariah 12, 7 and Matthew 24, 15 through 16. During that six days war, Israel took control of the entire area of Judea, which would be the West Bank, which starts right behind the Mount of Olives and goes all the way to the current borders of Jordan. And shortly thereafter, the Jews began to settle in Judea. They had property there. They want their property back because Jordan had driven them out. And these are the people Jesus warned in Matthew 24, when you see the abomination of desolation, let them which be in Judea flee because he said in verse 21 that then would be great tribulation such as never was on the earth, no, nor ever will be again. So you can see the dynamics here. And this is another thing that has the Arabs uh, in an uprising right now. There's them celebrating Jerusalem Day. They wanted to go up on the Temple Mount. I saw pictures of the gate. I've been in that gate so many times where the Jews were trying to climb over to get to go up to the Temple Mount and the police were stopping them and they're trying to, to keep peace. But the Jews are saying, hey, that we, we belong up there. This is crazy. We, we took this back in 1967. They're celebrating Jerusalem Day today. And so you wonder what some of the fighting is over them. Now, there's a few more issues and things like that, but nothing is polarizing as, as, that I've seen as these two issues here. And it's something that's very uh, prophetic, if you understand this. And so I wanted to bring it to you today because the international community, the bought and paid for liberal media, they would like to spin this propaganda and say, well, no, the, the Jews, how, how dare they want to take back their property, which is legally theirs. And they should have the right to do that, you understand. But the international community, the whole world is riveted on this little, these little few neighborhoods here. Why? Because Satan is the driver behind the world governing body on the earth today. And Satan is 110% anti-Semitic and the United Nations... You wonder why, why are they so anti-Semitic? Well, this is why, because their, their, their mastermind, Satan, is behind it all. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.